Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. If you're anything like me, you love a good Netflix binge with our favorite most beloved TV show, Friends. Now, Friends just celebrated its 25th anniversary last month, and it's crazy to think about how the show continues to be such a phenomenon decades later. I find it even more fascinating that Gen Z seems to be on board. I know it's becoming a big theme on college campuses with Friends Trivia Night and theme parties. It truly is everywhere. The show is just so incredibly lovable and has been referred to by its creators as comfort food. It's just feel-good TV. You can't not be in a good mood watching Friends. Some psychologists have even said that it can reduce anxiety. Pretty crazy, but that wouldn't surprise me. But tons of brands are celebrating the 25th anniversary with us with their own Friends-themed merchandise. How could we forget Rachel's apothecary table from Pottery Barn? You guys remember that episode where she tricks Phoebe? Not only did Pottery Barn bring it back and make it available for sale, but they created an entire Friends collection with canvas prints and pillows and Central Perk mugs. Really cool stuff. Another brand that was prominent in the show was Ralph Lauren, which you know Rachel worked for Ralph Lauren during a few seasons. They released a special Friends line. They did an entire photo shoot where they recreated the set and Monica and Rachel's apartment. And definitely check out those photos if you have a chance because they're really cool. But another brand getting in on the action is Lego, who released a special edition set where you can create and build your own central perk. And also Alex and Ani, you know, the jewelry company, They created a bracelet with super cute lobster charms and a charm that says, you are my lobster. Friends trivia and games is also such a big thing right now. There's an unofficial Friends-inspired version of Cards Against Humanity. I love that game and I love Friends, so I can only imagine how hilarious it must be to fuse the two of them together. There's also a Friends-themed version of Trivial Pursuit. These brands clearly see opportunity in creating and marketing Friends Themes products, especially at a time when the 25th anniversary is happening and it's just much more topical. Because of this, these items and just Friends in general has received a ton of press from Rolling Stone to HuffPost to Pop Sugar. It really is everywhere and everyone's celebrating together. But what I find to be most interesting about Friends is that it ended right before the dawn of social media. The entire series existed without technology, without smartphones. It was just really refreshing to see people gathering around at you know, a coffee shop and just having conversation independent of their devices. The last episode aired in 2004, which is the same year that Facebook came out. And of course, as marketers, Our jobs have completely changed with the advent of social media, and we have entirely new ways to reach and connect with audiences now. It's a a beautiful thing. But there's one marketing strategy from friends that I think is 
still as relevant as ever, and it's not social media. We all know how much Phoebe loves to perform her music. Smelly Cat, of course, is a classic. Um, after singing a set at Central Perk in the season six episode, the one with Ross's denial, Phoebe gets on the mic and says this. If you want to receive emails about my upcoming shows, then please give me money so I can buy a computer. <laughs> okay, even though this episode aired in 1999, 20 years ago, Phoebe's emphasis on an email list still holds true as one of your strongest marketing tools. I know, a lot of people think email marketing is dead, and I think a lot of companies have lost their appreciation for it, especially in the age of social media. And yeah, while it might be a thrill to watch your Instagram or Twitter followers rise, you're really better off attracting email subscribers and building a list. Here's why your email list is your brand's biggest marketing asset. First of all, an email subscriber is an engaged lead or customer. You know, on social media, the engagement tends to be so passive, right? You're just passively giving a thumbs up or a double tap or a follow, whereas someone on your email list trusts you enough to let you contact them directly. They've raised their hand, so to speak, and said that they want to hear from you. And we're willing to provide you with access to their personal inbox, which is pretty powerful. So email helps you fuel that fire and capitalize on their interest with the amazing content that they want to receive. They've, they've actually signed up for this. Also, you own your email subscribers. Now, I'm not saying that Instagram's going away tomorrow, but what if it did? You know, it's building out your audience on a completely different platform. But when you build a list of email subscribers, you are empowered with something that is 100% yours. So don't solely build your audience on a platform that you can't control. Speaking of audiences, the next reason that email is so powerful is that you have direct access to your audience. With email marketing, there's no need to worry about an algorithm or all these different formulas that prevent your content from being seen. Aside from complying with a few spam laws and content guidelines, there's nothing preventing your message from getting delivered. And you also don't have to pay to get it delivered in front of your audience like you often do on social media these days. Next, you can send segmented, tailored messages. Now, unlike your social media followers, you can divide your email subscribers in the segments based on where they are in the customer journey. So you can write custom content that is strategically designed to influence these specific groups. So you're not bombarding anyone and everyone with the same post or the same message. You're able to get really specific and really targeted. And when you do that, your messages end up having more of an impact because you're delivering them to the people that need to hear them most. So how do you get the most out of email marketing? Well, as Phoebe mentioned, step one is to at least have a computer, but I think we've got that checked off. But there are a lot of other things you can do to maximize your email marketing success. Number one is to add value. A lot of people forget that email marketing is a privilege. Your audience has given you permission to contact them when providing you with their email address. A quick way to get people to unsubscribe from your email list is to bombard them every time you have something to say. You 
want to add value and provide content that is helpful, entertaining, inspirational, educational, etc. Not just promotional. So make sure every message has a purpose and that you aren't taking advantage of the permission that your audience has so graciously given you. Next, this is a bit of a given, but write an amazing subject line. You know, what good is an email if nobody opens it? Take some time, write a subject line that will compel your audience to read what's inside because that's the first thing they're going to see. And with that, there's something called A-B testing. Many email marketing platforms like ConvertKit or MailChimp offer A-B test functionality where you can learn what subject lines are performing best. So you'll create two different subject lines, your A and your B, and ConvertKit or MailChimp or your email service provider will test it and see which subject line is getting more opens with a small portion of your list and then switch it to the one that's performing better so the remainder of your list gets the stronger one. Next, of course, is track and monitor. Now, anytime you put a link in your email, you can tag it with Google UTM URLs, which connect your links to Google Analytics so you can do a deep dive on your website data. This way you can see how much traffic was driven to your website from your email, as well as what actions the visitor took after reading your content and the pages they visited. Lastly, automate. This is what I love about email marketing. What other marketing tactic works while you sleep? You know, if you spend time developing what's called a drip campaign, you can send pre-written emails to your audience based on their specific actions. An example of a drip campaign is a series of welcome and onboarding emails sent to all your new subscribers. So you can write this content once and sort of set it and forget it, and it continues to work for you every time you have a new email subscriber. Now, the way not to build your email list is to simply put a subscription form field on your website with copy that says something like, subscribe now to receive updates or sign up for a newsletter. This is quite possibly the laziest, least inspirational way to compel your audience. These updates sound like junk, you know, it's, you want to get really specific and tell people why they should be interested and what they can expect and how you're going to help them. Entice your audience with content they look forward to receiving and tell them exactly what to expect and how your messages will enhance their lives in some way. That's what they're looking for. Lastly, one of the best strategies you can do to build your email list is use a lead magnet. A lead magnet is an incentive that you offer to your audience in exchange for their email list. So think of things like an ebook or a free template to download or a how-to guide. It all starts with offering them something of value that they need. They're more likely to engage and offer their email address if there's something in it for them. So take it from Phoebe, email marketing is still important. It's your most qualified list of leads, so get out there and start nurturing your email list. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe, or better yet, leave a review. You can also join our Facebook group called Making the Brand Groupies for real-time pop culture discussions you can actually learn from. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.